Welcome to the House of Liberation podcast, where warriors gather to reclaim their full essence. This is Kohene Ya, and I'm excited to bring you today's message. Yesterday was a really interesting day. I tried to get on here and riff about today about the message, yesterday's message at least, and just like my throat was like, we're not doing this. We don't want to talk. We actually don't. We want to be nonverbal. <laughs> and so I had to like shut everything down, walk away. I went for a walk in the park, um, which is a thing I absolutely love to do. Um, I go and walk a bit in the woods barefoot on a trail. And it always is so supportive. So I went and did that instead. But here we are today. And I'm excited to talk about the Sova. So today's message is the Sova, which is the shrine keeper, stand at the door between worlds, the threshold baby. That's the place where you embrace and release. You call in the new, release the used, breathe in the new, exhale and say goodbye to what no longer serves you. And I know we hear this a lot, right? Like we hear a lot of this language around releasing, embracing, um, letting go is another way of saying that. But, you know, I, as a poet, as somebody who loves words and loves communicating and articulating, there are times where I'm just like done with all of them and don't want to hear another fucking nifty word to describe whatever the thing is, right? Like I'm like, ah, okay, it's too much. Having said that, having said that, there is a powerful portal when you are at the threshold. This threshold is a place of really allowing it. And it's really interesting because sometimes you can find yourself resisting being drawn in deeper to curate, cultivate, and tend to the shrine, right? And I know that sometimes the shrine keeper language is challenging, but literally there everything in your life is created and has the energetic texture of being aligned with something dedicated to something offered up to something the kitchen right like the kitchen is for food for eating consuming preparing everything has its energetic container that it operates in and the threshold really the the archetype of the shrine keeper and i think about um some of our elders you know they get a little i think of my my grandmother bless her heart may her memory be a blessing both of them um they had this way of like fussing over things to set them just so and if something was off if a if a picture frame on the wall was crooked you know it would get fixed nothing would go unattended for too long and that's the energy of the shrine keeper. It's this tending to, it's being willing to commit to time. And in this particular like container, stand at the door between worlds. This is a very sacred place, often um, transformative, uh, alchemical, and the view from in that place is entirely different than any other, than being on either side of crossing over. And so the invitation for us really 
is to allow that which needs to go to go. And that which is new, the newness sounds great in theory, but the challenge with newness is that it's unexpected. You don't know. And so we often vacillate. We get stuck in between sometimes because we don't want to move forward. We're una- we don't know what's going to proceed. And then behind us, we're so familiar with that, but we also have been able to take note when things are no longer of service. The threshold is the place where you become entirely naked. It's where you become undone in so many ways so that you can enter with a clear a clear intention and also container. Now, I used to have a thing about this because I think that there's a lot of um, different types of mindsets mixed up sometimes when we're talking about this emptying out. And I think I've referenced this before where You know, if you're coming from a Buddhist context, that means something. Every particular uh, spiritual system has its version of this. And I think that what's important to know about the process being in between the world, like right in the threshold, right at the door, right in the middle of the door, is that you get to keep the things that are anchored, that are sound, that are grounded, right? The things that you get to release are the things that no longer fit, that you have outgrown, they're outmoded. And this is where a lot of people get stuck because we keep on trying to rehash the things that were before, which for me, there's a bit of uh, a challenge with that because in order to create sustainably and for longevity, and you'll hear me say this in a lot of different contexts, it's going to require you to show up at this door between worlds space just as you, just as your particular expression, generation, the part that you play in your lineage. And you cannot in this space because you have work to do in this time. And that work cannot be a replica, cannot be a duplicate because that tends to be outmoded data in the field, in the collective field. And why outmoded? Because it held foundationally beginnings from another time that had a, it has an outcome and is a byproduct, has specificity, right? So like, um, you know, we can say like, oh, as I get older, things change. In my 20s, I was like this. In my 30s, like this. In my 40s, like this. When you're able to do that comparison, you're also able to notice where you've outgrown things and also where you have to come into a newness and a different perspective, mindset, approach, however, perception, however you want to name that. And so that is the importance of you being open enough to receive your channeling, your download, your work for this time, not something connected to the before that lived in the before. So let's hypothetically say, um, let's say I was a teacher in a school system, but what is really deep within my being is that I come from a lineage of teachers, sages, wisdom keepers that share and teach and break it down. But the way that's shaped in this iteration is that I felt the need to become a teacher in the public school system, right? Let's just go with that. But there comes a time where that container is no longer suitable for me because 
actually what I'm here to do is to share wisdom channelings and wisdom teachings. So I'll need to come to peace at the release between that yesterday that I was that teacher in that school system and the transfer being in between the door, right, in between the worlds into another phase and stage dimension fill in the blank because from that place, I will be in direct relationship and not an avatar for something else. So in the school, you're using the curriculum, like it's all formulaic, right? And you have a thing to do, you do the thing and you are actually this is a hard truth, right? Like you're actually the avatar for the education system. When you shift over into the fullness of being the wisdom teacher that you are, and you are no longer participating in that, you can't use that language in the world that you're stepping into, right? In this next dimension, in this next phase. You're gonna have to be a learner and find the language that is like encoded in you yours specifically not your grandmother's not your mother's but yours specifically and move from that place that is the gift of this transitionary place now if you are the archetype of the shrine keeper you are the person who tends to if you will tend the temple right or tend the, the shrines are a very specific thing they're actually really gorgeous in old temples of all, all sorts and in homes generally uh shrines were also created in homes as the primary place because you couldn't get to temples you had to walk so far and so forth so this gives us another window into like, have you created those in your home? Have you created a place where the energy of joy ha can dwell, right? Have you created a place where grief can dwell? Have you created these places, these shrines, these dedications that also are time telling? And what's beautiful about that is like, let's say I use the harvest of last summer to make bread and part of my offering on the shrine is to offer a piece of bread, which we do that on Shabbat, right? When I do that, that like, that's a marker of either last year's harvest, right? Here in the, there's so many ways here in the present. Let me finish that. And so there's so many ways that this is so beautiful and such an opportunity. So I wanna challenge you in the most delicious way. What, first of all, foremost, what are you releasing while you stand between the worlds? And can you allow yourself a different perspective and perception of what you're stepping into at the threshold, at the doorway? And then secondarily, where do you need to create shrines? Where do you need to honor and create space for the inhabitation of the divine, of your, your you know, love or whatever else you may want to do? And how can you practically, very pragmatically, Create a check-in in your calendar system, whatever you use, in order to tend to create, create it as a routine. You know, now when I get up, for me, I make coffee for myself and then I also make it for my ancestor altar. So I make it for my mom, may her memory be a blessing, my poppy, may his memory be a blessing, and my grandmother, right? I, I make these things because 
they nourish me and allow me to bless, to remember, right? And that tending anchors us back in the relationship in the same way in my expansion altar, you know, also known as abundance, right? Like the things that cause everything to grow. So I have a candle there. I light the candle and I also offer coffee. And so these, this tending is what keeps us connected, what keeps it generative, what keeps us checked in. And when you're checking in and when you're keeping yourself nourished, you're tending um, yourself, it's really important to also be practical about how that looks and what that can look like. It's important to allow yourself to have a regular daily engagement with it. Now, if you happen to be neurodivergent as I am and you move very quickly as well, this allows you to slow it down a little bit. It becomes less about like what time you do that and more about, oh, when I'm eating breakfast, I'm gonna make coffee and I'm gonna offer coffee to my ancestors, right? Um, it becomes, I'm gonna take a shower and in my shrine of love, which, you know, whatever that looks like for you, I am going to light a scented candle and make a body spray that I can just anoint myself with, right? Like, or body oil rather, right? Like intentionally without too much affair, without making it too much of a to-do, because if it's too complex, then we'll fall off but making it simple, but yet committal to show up and keep these places of honor, these places of uh, tending to that which is most beautiful. So that is today's message and offering. I hope you are well, and I will talk to you tomorrow again, and if not, the day after, but nonetheless, I will give it all I got until I need to pause. <laughs> so big love to you, blessings, and until next time. Adios.